you're listening to Riffs and Scripts. My name is Cole Bryant. My name is Amber Sava. Welcome back to another week. But before we get started, Cole has yeah, something some, he would like to say. I want to say. <laughs> um, I'd like to formally apologise to um, Amber uh, and all our listeners who are completely ignorant of this. But I, we, we just recorded this whole episode, and then I may have accidentally deleted my file. Um, or failed to save it more accurately. Um, it was my fault. I take full responsibility. <laughs> I've I've let you down. Yeah. I've let the listeners down. But yes. most importantly, I've, was, let, I've left myself down. There was some golden content in that recording. Yeah, there was some really good content. The I, world I will loved never the know. Bit, I love the bit where I solved world hunger. I know. And I... I um, the environment you know, was sorted. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we, we fixed global warming. We had it all within like 20 minutes. We proved minutes and, and or then... disproved a deity. It was a big day. Exactly. But... <laughs> both. Both and neither. Yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> Fuck my life. Anyway, you're right, mate. How are you doing in the last five seconds? I'm doing great. How's your week been? <laughs> oh, I'm well good. <laughs> Deja vu. Look, I want, it is I want something you to tell that every what, podcaster what does and... at least once. Yeah, I, I this is the first time. But you have, like, honestly, like, <laughs> it's never happened to me before. I've never had this with a woman, you know. Like, it happens you know, to lots happened. of guys. <laughs> exactly. Um, first off, I want to hear how Music Tech Boyfriend is. Is there anything funny you want to relay about <laughs> Are you him? trying to reset up the story? I just, <laughs> I don't know. I just like on the off chance that oh, there's something really you want to tell funny. me. Basically, Music Tech Boyfriend had to get a filling today, you guys. And right before we recorded, he got home and he just, he had the the numb mouth and he was, try, he was trying to talk and it just wasn't happening. And um, <laughs> there was, he kind of sounded very childlike. And there was a point where he just kind of went, I sound like butters, as in butters from South Park. South so Park. just to wind him up, I was going, everyone knows it's butters. And he would go, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless him oh. it was really it's, funny you know what? That, that's that's just as funny the second time i uh, heard it is it well i'm glad <laughs> there was there was something i wanted to bring up which i brought up with you earlier but i i want to say again um uh which was uh I, i'm quite frustrated as you know i work in a hospital what what absolute fucking moron decided to put the physiotherapy department on the top floor of the hospital amber why did they do that because i don't I understand why you would do that it's such a stupid thing to do. It's like, so, so dumb. So, um, as you know, Amber, I, I spent my lunch break walking past loads of people who were going up and down stairs, like limping up the stairs because they've got all these things wrong with them. And yeah, the um, the, the lifts are down. So, um, so the lifts and there's are broken only two lifts. And so the department that is down. for people who are injured and maybe are having trouble walking or trouble with their spines or slip exactly. discs or god knows what else are having to limp their way up the put fucking yeah. sexual health on the top floor do you know what i mean yeah. like put sexual health i mean i mean unless take you've your got chlamydia some severely... and run up the yeah. stairs with it <laughs> unless your balls are really drooping low then that's not going to be a problem oh, mate. um you know but all the admin stuff is like across from from the physiotherapy department so i walk through there and i see loads of people who have genuine problems with moving around because that's what physiotherapy is for so why would you put it in the hardest location to fucking anyway just what what stupid uh, architect slash hospital administrator thought that was a good idea Mm. fucking idiots anyway by the way it's also been the first week of term this week and i'm fucking shattered 
Like, oh, I bet. the amount of new kids, the amount of new parents, the amount of admin that teach. Oh, we, I want to do an episode on teachers, like, in more detail. Teachers work fucking hard, including myself. There's, do you know what? I wasn't, I wasn't officially working today. I made no money today, but I spent hours, I'm really not exaggerating, planning what parts my kids are going to have in their shows for their classes and making lesson hmm. plans. And all the children that are new, they're getting given, like like the t-shirt that's got the brand on it and you know you know when you like bribe children so when they sign up they get like a poster and I literally spent a big chunk of today making these little goodie bags for all of the new sign up kids so that they've got all the things they need a little letter for the parents I'm like I wasn't paid for that fuck me some people who don't like know any teachers or like don't like intimately know teachers probably don't realize Teachers do fucking so much work. So like, much. Like, people go, oh, well, they get really good holidays. Yeah, do you know what? Teachers do get good holidays, which they really fucking deserve. And they don't get um, paid my, that my, much. <laughs> no, they, so. they don't get fucking paid that much. And, no. and frankly, the education system is relying on teachers working unpaid overtime and spending their own money on your kids. That's yeah. actually a fundamental truth. You, you talk it to is. any teacher about it and they will tell you exactly the same thing. My girlfriend's a teacher. Um, she's fucking great at it. She's amazing dedicated she she fucking cares so much about the well-being of all these children um and she's under an immense amount of pressure and and all the stuff that they've had to do over over lockdown people it's, it's fucked me off how people talk about teachers actually sorry like, i didn't mean to over, open that over can of lockdown. Worms. no this is fucking we're fucking doing it now because we didn't cover this when i deleted it yeah so, so um like um, over over the course of lockdown, they had to suddenly get really good with computers, which, you know, even, you know, a lot of teachers are of a generation where that's kind of, they, they grew yeah. up with uh, technology now, but, but not even all of so, them. like, yeah. they're doing, yeah, not all of them, and, and a lot of them are doing things they never ever had to do before with technology, mm. and stuff about managing uh, their kids, and managing what work the kids are doing, they've had to completely change their outlook yeah. on education, and this has been a fucking impossibly difficult task for else? these people. Do you know what, I'm, actually, I was going to say more, but I'm going to save it, maybe we could do an episode where your girlfriend comes on and she and i can talk about teaching fuck it yeah we'd have a go we'd have a go i don't know she, she gets she, she might get a bit nervous we'll oh see. bless her we'll oh see. don't worry then she listens i'll just though. rant and you can rant you know with I'll, me. I'll, I'll poke <laughs> her until she does it how about that we'll see what happens um no i uh i, I saw a really interesting thing recently that's uh, someone part of it. It, it was just like a shitty meme but it wasn't it wasn't any factual thing but really education hasn't actually been around existed that as a standardized thing for very long this i think we both true. saw the same thing yes yes so yes. it's still kind of an experiment yes and I, I i've always felt strange about education because i personally i don't think i was mentally equipped to be choosing the subjects and things that would di- dictate the rest of my life yeah. in my teens yeah. i don't think i was really ready to do that till i was about 21 now a lot of people are, are, are perfectly more mature earlier but i was fucking useless okay i just i just fancied girls and didn't want to be a, a social outcast and that's pretty much it for my teens you know but even um, you and i were actually quite lucky because we still had passions quite young i loved theater yeah. you loved music yeah. but like a lot of children a lot of teenagers the jobs they end up doing don't exist when you're a kid like it's it yeah. should be less less about that and you you I've hear always... all these horror stories about people being told kids being told oh i really i really want to be um a, a performer or even i want to be an astronaut and they're like maybe you should work in admin and it's like wow Lovely. crushing dreams left right and center yeah. anyway yeah. we'll do we'll do a more in-depth chat we'll about do a whole fucking thing about teaching. that yeah because we'll uh, the stuff the stuff i've talked to my dad about with education man loads of stuff loads of stuff um today 
we are doing part two of uh, mine and my best buddy Nate's interview with Rob Tognoni, um, the sexiest man in the world. Uh, well, except for Nate. Um, <laughs> I mean, Nate, Nate um, is just pretty. He's just pretty hot, isn't he? Just a fact. He is actually I'm genuinely really attractive. Uh, he's he's a, he's a genuinely ridiculously attractive man, and growing up with him as your best friend is appallingly bad. My best friend's a uh, model, imagine, dude. <laughs> uh, well, you know. Fucking all right, you fucking dick. We're both just but, the B sides of our friendships. Oh, I, I'm the B side <laughs> of my friendship. I remember going out to like clubs and shit, oh and God. you know, I I, I, just... I do all right. I do all right. I'm not like you know, I'm not I'm not a gremlin, but you know, I'm not a little goblinoid. But um, standing next to you know this perfect slice of manhood yeah um that that came out wrong um you know standing next to this excellent wonderful specimen nate, glass why, of doesn't water. Nate, why doesn't nate listen to my podcast where i talk about him in the most wonderful ways like if he's he ever feeling down about himself he really should just pick around yeah, exactly episode, anyway and there will be some praise off, for him in there we'll kick off um part two of the interview with uh, rob tonioni and we'll have a chat about um chat about how sexy nate is afterwards um <laughs> so here's uh part two of the interview with uh one of my favorite guitarists one of the best guitarists in the world rob tognoni enjoy a couple of years ago i was i'd been to see uh a band with my dad i can't remember who it was but we were on the way back and um he was like oh i'm just gonna put a cd on and he put the cd on and i'm pretty sure it was a cd he'd bought of yours before he'd even seen you playing with us or in any sort of respect like that. Oh, wow. And I was sitting there and I was like, Jesus, what? this is like, I can't, it was a live, it's one of your live albums and it's just absolutely amazing. We both just didn't talk. We were coming back from Birmingham and I don't think we said a word mm. to each other all the way back to Bista, which is like just over an hour. And we just sat there listening to it and I was just like, Jesus, what? this guy is so good. Fuck, like, I wish I could, yeah. I wish I could make an album like that again. <laughs> 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 I gotta say, I gotta say, like I, I tell people all the time, like you're probably one of my very favourite guitarists, uh, like all time, thank genuinely. You. Like, um, there's 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 a lot of blues people around, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of blues guitarists around, and you're you're always been more frenetic as a player, a lot a lot more. I don't know. I suppose a bit more technical in a lot of ways. Uh, what what do you think makes you marks you out marks you out as different? Yeah, because I, because I, I I don't just go through the blues uh, standard progressions. What, yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Don't 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 get me wrong, but I yeah, yeah, I like yeah. to chuck chuck a little few little other bits in, but not too fancy. They're not not too, I, everything I do is very 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 basic, but it's also how you how you play it. You know what what you pick at the right time, and at at the time when you're playing, you've got no idea what you're going to do. I mean, Nath, you know yeah. you know this, mate. You've got no fucking idea what you're going to. You just think, yeah, yeah. What whatever comes out comes out, <clears throat> and then sometimes yeah. it comes out, and you go, fucking hell, is that me? Oh, that's that's pretty cool. And then sometimes you go, that was shit. You know, oh, that, 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 that definitely was well. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, you oh know, I God. mean, as musicians, you guys, you uh, and guitar players, and Cole, you're a great guitar player too. I, oh, I saw, right. I'll, I'll do okay, mate. You you would do okay. And the thing is, you know what I mean. It's the same with me as well. It's sort of like, yeah. And but what I did, I listened to a lot of different music when I was a kid. You know, I didn't just listen to mm. uh, blues because Tasmania, you didn't really have the opportunity to do that. So <laughs> it's like I, I know a lot of American players are just brought up with it. It's it's in, it, it's mm. it's the breakfast, dinner, and and tea. You know, <coughs> excuse mm. me. But we didn't have that, so I was listening to Elton John and Black Sabbath and you know all, all different pop. 
everything. And I just yeah. went, yeah, this is all good. It sounds good to me. So I just chucked little bits and pieces. What I remember that somehow gets stuck in your subconscious, you know, and all of a sudden that bit comes out and you go, that's Captain and Tennille. You wouldn't know who Captain <laughs> Tennille is, but... Um, or, or, or that's oh, that's a bit of sweet there. Fuck, I forgot about that. You know, yeah, it just comes out in your yeah, absolutely. Andy Scott, mate, amazing. Um, uh, so, so yeah, it's it's subconsciously stored in that noggin over the years. Hmm. Yes, I think I think my impression when I'm watching you, Rob, I think you've got that fantastic ability. Like, there's certainly like the this sort of blues licks that everyone sort of expects in there, but sure. better than most with better time. But you also got yeah, exactly you've got a heavy dose of the Angus going on with like a yeah. wicked vibrato and like, aggressive yeah. and punching. I think that's why when I saw you that first time, I thought, holy shit, this guy is the real is the real thing. He's like he's better than a lot loads of other blues guys for me because he's actually got a bit of bollocks about him as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's gone against me in a lot of times because a lot. But I've been called an Angus clone, you know, for example. Because no, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that's I'm, that's not true but, at all. But people that don't know Angus, of course, there it is. It's a, a huge influence in, in my playing. But it's it's like um, people who don't really understand and listen to Angus. Fucking Angus is an absolute genius guitar player. Yeah. And he plays things. I play things totally different to him. It may sound a little similar, but I don't play and I can't play like him. It's as simple as that. He plays like he does. Angus. I play like I do. Yeah. Angus plays like Angus, man, you know. So, but a lot of people that yeah. sort of hear a couple of those little uh, high, that tremolo thing, they go, yeah, oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. an Angus clone, you know. So I got a lot of that in the past. Not so much now, but in the past, I got a lot of that, you know. That's really surprising mm. to me, yeah. actually, because like, there, that's only like one little element that I could pick out. Because I, like, I mentioned Stevie Ray Vaughan earlier, because I couldn't, I mean, partially that's just the strat, I suppose. But, um, you know, I, I mean, my next question was about, you know, who are your big guitar heroes? Um, oh, by the way, if you're one of the musical theatre people listening, we're talking about Angus Young from ACDC, the lead guitarist from ACDC, if that wasn't abundantly clear. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, you know, if, if, is there any other big names that you cite? Uh, I know you, I know you're a fan of Rory Gallagher, at least. Yeah, Rory, um, Rory came... you got the Rory Gallagher strat. Rory Gallagher came uh, later. He came later. It wasn't so immediate. Richie Blackmore. Uh, oh, I love Richie. Yeah, amazing. See, so you say that, and that. No, see, yeah, you say that, and now that's that's. Yeah, I can totally hear that. You can hear a bit of that I, in there more, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Richie Blackmore. Ah, oh, and one, the guy from. Oh man, God, this my brain's gone. Oh, Jimi Hendrix, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. Of course. Um, come on, oh man, I'm so, I'm I'm going to embarrass myself right here on your podcast. Why not? Go for it. The guitarist from Free. Paul Kossoff. Oh fuck. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, fancy forgetting Paul Kossoff. It's just the name I forgot. <laughs> but if actually, if you listen to Paul Kossoff, you can see where Angus Young got a lot of his riffs from. Absolutely. I think that's one of his favourite players, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So Paul Kossoff, I got introduced via Angus's playing. But uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, who else? Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page. Yeah, Jimmy Page. Of course, Jimmy yeah, Page. Yeah. Were there any, are there any sort of... Uh, George Harrison. Australia? Yeah, go on. Well, that's George a great. That's oh, a I great love George one. Harrison. He's such a he's such Brilliant. a good guitarist. He's a really underrated guitarist. Uh, I think George Harrison's one of one, of, one the, of the real. Yeah, I agree. Australia. Are there any? Are there any like other Australian bands like the Angels or Rose Tattoo or stuff? Did they ever have like an impact on you as a player or? Yeah, I toured really? with. Yeah, I toured with the Angels for a month. I did that. Oh shit! But that really? was great. What with uh, Bob? Is it Bob Spencer? Yeah, I know Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I toured with Bob. Bob was in the band. It was the. Um, Dogs are talking to her, and they 
they picked up on one of my songs and said, can we, you want to come on tour with us? We'll put it on the back of our single with the baby animals. Did you know the baby, heard of the baby animals? I don't know if you probably haven't. Anyway, no. and another another band. And so we toured with them. They put us all, you know, paid us, put us in hotels. And we did all the big venues for them. Um, and I think the single went to, it went gold. Um, wow. And yeah, I made a, a few coins, a bit of money out of that. Uh, that That's good. Yeah. Um, so the Angels were a big influence in Bob. Um, but Rick Brewster was an older guitar uh, player um, that was probably more of an influence to me. Um, who else? Jesus. Oh, Billy Thorpe. This guy is oh. God. Oh, yeah. Billy Thorpe. My the God. Aztecs, yeah. what? He's fucking great. <laughs> he's, he's fucking brilliant. He's, I stood, I remember back in just 91. I was did, did a festival in Queensland somewhere, outdoors, and I was standing at the side of the fucking stage, two metres from him, and he just opened his fucking mouth and just the yeah. whole fucking stage just what vibrated. Singer. And I'm going... Fucking brilliant. It? Oh, man, it was unbelievable. And then his guitar playing, fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah. And he's just... His vocals, it's just... He's such a good singer. Me and Nate yeah. got into Billy Thorpe for a while, actually, didn't we, Nate? And yeah, um, yeah. we were just sending each other videos back and forth for for a while. What, I remember that. One of the most awesome. I'm not surprised actually that you said Paul Kossoff because, like, though, though I said, you know, you've got a lot of that kind of, you know, widdly stuff in there. there. You've got a lot of space, which I think, you know, a lot of space to breathe. You know, you know how to do that, which a lot of guitarists don't know how to do. They yeah. just keep going and keep going. Uh, that doesn't surprise me actually. Now you said that. Yeah. Um. I wanted to ask about gear, actually, because I know that you're someone who's always said that your tone, you know, it lives in your fingers. It's not about, you know, there's plenty of people around who have have loads of gear, spend buckets of gear, but they don't necessarily work on having great vibrato, great, great, you know, fingers playing, actual physically playing. Um, But, you know, I was interested. You've always been a Strat guy as far as I know. I've seen you with a telly before on a video or two. Um, But, uh, you know... What's your attitude to gear? You know, uh, do, you, do you chase certain things? I know that you you were really excited about Nace Plexi when he picked up his uh, his Super League. I think, I, yeah. I, oh, well, Ma, the Ma, Marshall Plexi is the greatest uh, rock and roll amp of all time. It's just, yeah. that's... Yeah. End of Look fuck, at Nace's end little smug face. Yeah. <laughs> Look at his little face. <laughs> I mean, end of fucking chat. It is. It's the greatest yeah. rock and roll amplifier of all time. Um, but after, I, I mean, but, uh, I've plugged into Fender Twin Reverbs, um... Uh, any type of Fender, Marsh solid state amps, and you know I've got I've got very basic equipment, and I have one overdrive pedal that I've actually cloned myself. I made it myself out of old bits and pieces. Oh, wow. It's it's the Dodd uh, two fifty. Uh, Nathan would know about oh, this. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that on your board actually. Yeah, well I I I, I that one fucked up. Um, it oh. was a, a Chinese. Um, it, it was a real thing, but it was a Chinese reissue, and I fucked all the the input jacks and all that. And I thought, well, I'll make my own. So I made my own, got a schematic off wow. it, and, and and made it all up. Nice. And it's perfect, and it works with any Fender amp, any clean amp, and I get the same sound I get with a Marshall, basically. So because nice. I like that Marshall sound, you know that. And um, but really, got, it, does, that, it doesn't matter. You've got that. You've got a boost pedal or something, haven't you? Which is again looks homemade. I don't know if it is or not, but. I seem to remember it on your board that you switch in for solos as like a clean boost type thing. Oh, that was a bearing a clean boost. Um, no, that fucked up as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've just right. got a, I've got a um, MXR. What do you call it? Um, oh, micro smart. amp. Micro amp. Clean, it, clean. Yeah. I want clean. Oh right, boost. yeah, yeah. In I know you've got, well, you've done a. I know you've done a mod because you've sent me the schematic for it. You've done a mod yeah. on your wire, and it sounds yes. absolutely amazing. It sounds yeah, incredible. 
Now that sounds brilliant to me. Your wah sound is amazing. Thank you. Hmm. It's basically yeah, yeah. It's basically a, a, a Vox, the old Vox wah, with just a hmm. couple of little tiny little tweaks in it, like a, a little resistor here and a little capacity here, just to get the tone. I always found it a little bit too screechy. A lot of yeah. guys love this, and it sounds amazing. But for me, it was a bit screechy. So just a couple of basic modifications, and it's. It's uh, look, guitar pedals overdrive, uh, uh, wah uh, distortion. It ain't rocket science. You know what I mean? It really mm. isn't rocket science. It's pretty basic stuff. And once you once you get you understand it that the, the mythicalness is no longer there, you sort of mm. go, well, well, fuck that then. You know, I'll use this. Yeah. And that's how it be. So gear, I don't really care anymore. Um, actually, I've got a guitar I used in Denmark. It's a it's a, a black, what the fuck is it? It's a Clifton, a Clifton. Right, now I'll tell you a story, little story, right? Take one, oh, take yeah, one. Okay, I'm playing in Switzerland, right? And this Italian guy jumped up. And he was a little eccentric and a little uh, special type of a guy. <laughs> no, just a little eccentric. And he says, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to give you my guitar and my amp. And I, oh, shit, and I went, all right. I went, sorry. I want to give you my guitar and my amp. And I went, okay. Uh, I can't accept that. And then he, he showed it to me, and it's a 150 euro kit, a little 10 watt amplifier, right, or 5 watt amplifier, and the guitar, and both in total cost 150 euros. Right, it's a, a kit. Okay. So I went, so, no, so I didn't want to take it. That's not very much. No, I didn't <laughs> want to take it, but he said, uh, yeah, he insisted. And I said, well, I don't want to break, hurt the guy's feelings. And there was a little chromatic tuner in there and a little yeah. guitar strap and everything, you know, the whole kit. So I bought the thing home and I plugged it in and I went, fuck, this thing's not half bad. So I chucked a couple, <laughs> of, <laughs> chucked a couple of pickups in it, leveled the fret, set it up a bit, and I used it as my second guitar now. And it, and it cost Bloody probably hell. 80 euros. I don't know. eighty. What, what's that, 80 quid? That's yeah. what eight oh, euros uh, is probably about fifty quid or something. Yeah, that's like it works. It 50, works. Sixty quid maybe. That's that's dirt cheap. That's that's like I've, I don't even know if I've seen a guitar that's cheap. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and my <laughs> crazy. my main guitar is my um, uh, uh, old uh, uh, Squire, old uh, Japanese Squire, yeah, yeah. and that's my main guitar. You know, and I in England you see me playing that um, uh, what is it um, the Mexican Strat. I got a Mexican yeah, strat. Yeah, the sunburst one. Yeah, and I leave that in England. You know, I leave that with hell, so I don't have to have fly you... over with Ryanair and pay for another fucking yeah, suit. Yeah, you know? yeah, pay for a suit. Yeah, you, so I leave have, guitar. There. Have you got a white? Did you say you got a white Japanese strat as well? Yeah, that's I, the one. I, I my think main I seen one. You with that one, so that was great. Yeah, it's an early nineties uh, thing. Chucked a couple of pickups in it, set it up right. As you set the things up right, and you know, get a decent pickup in them, they're fine. Because you, you do a thing, don't you, with your bridge pickup where it sort of becomes a humbucker? Yes. Every, all my guitars have got a dummy coil in it. I ripped. Uh, I wanted to ask about that because, I've, yeah, I've never seen you with anything with humbuckers in, so I was just curious, no. at, you know, what attracted you. But I ripped the, there we go. Ripped the, ripped the middle pickup out, turn that into a dummy dummy coil, and have it so I can have it on or off, you know, with really? a, one of the pots. And yeah. it, instead, and instead of a treble control, like a tone control, I got a bass control, so I can turn the bass down. Ah, it's, right. it's, it's much, much, uh, you know, for me, purposeful. That's cool me. as fuck. Yeah, that's fucking great. So I got, no, freak, I, no buzz, huh? Hmm? That freaked me out the first few, couple of times I saw you before I'd sort of spoken to you properly, uh, and I was like, "How's he getting that sound out of a strap? Like, there's no humming. It's all. It's, it sounds really ballsy." I yeah. was like, "What's he doing?" 
Yeah, so that's it. That, that explains it. That's it. Simple as that. Google is a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheeky bit of googling. You do, oh, you boy. do have a um. Didn't, have you got like a amp that you use in Europe that's like a yeah. custom sort of building? That sounds yeah. awesome on the videos. Yeah, yeah. A guy built it for me. Uh, Berksley, God bless him. Uh, his name is actually, this is his name, and he actually there's another little story here. It's called um, Burnt Fucker. That's his name. <laughs> and on his passport, <laughs> it's Burnt Fucker. And apparently, when he, was, he he went to the UK once, and he said that the, the he couldn't work out why the uh, customs officers were pissing themselves with his passport. Is that you? Is it? Your, your name's Burnt Fucker. He's going. Yeah, it's my. <laughs> that is my name. Yeah, alles klar. So anyway, he made me the amp, and it's basically a Marshall JCM 800 or something like that. But I've done yeah, yeah. I've done nothing to it. He he made it for me. I got it cheap, and I went, "Yep, that'll do." And I've had it for about fifteen years now. So sounds great. Yeah. I think I've well, seen you. some YouTube videos of you with like a red strap, but it's not a Fender. It's is it a Music Man or something? No, it's a custom made one from Arkin here. A guy made it for me oh, again. Good price. Signed guitar. He wanted me to do a, a, a sponsorship deal. So yeah. I ended up with that guitar, and I've still got it, and I still use it here every now and then. But it's mainly for recording. It's got a nice sort of uh, feel of the neck, and I don't want to get it too fucked up with on the road, so I, I, I yeah. keep it for mm. recording. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea to keep it safe, mate. Yeah, keep this one safe. Yeah. yeah. I, want, I want to ask Rob what it was like seeing ACDC in Tasmania. Was it in 1976? 1975, I think it was. Oh. Fucking what mind. was that like? That was my, that was life changing. That was a life changing experience. And I ended up, you know, at the end of the gig, you know, like I just couldn't fucking believe that. I mean, I'm standing like a meter away from the stage with these fucking marshals, the best marshal amps in the world, um, exactly. the plexis. And, uh, and at, at the end of the gig, Angus is, everybody left and Angus is up at the front of the stage and they got their rider and he, they were cold meat pies. And he's eating cold meat pies, right? And mm. I just went up to him with a mate and I said, hey, hi, Angus, that was great. Can I have a pie? And he went, yeah, fuck, have a pie. So I'm there, we're having a pie with him, you know, these cold fucking mangy, grueling fucking pies, whatever. And I just said, look, can I come <laughs> out the back and meet the guys? He said, yeah, come out the back, come out the back. Went out the oh. back and and his guitar was there. He's, he's you know, he's, he's 62, whatever it is, that, the main one he used in his yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, I said, yeah. oh, can I, can I have a play? And he goes, yeah, 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 pick it up, have a bit of a play. Fucking hell. So I picked up his guitar and had a bit of a tink, 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 whatever. I wasn't that great of a play, but anyway, a bit of a tink. And I just remembered it had a lot of chips out of it and it was pretty worn. So, And then Bond's over in the fucking corner, p pissed off, uh, drunk as a fuck. He'd been drinking a bottle of yeah. whiskey. Yeah, yeah. And I went up to him. Now, I'll, I'll tell you something here. A lot of people just go, yeah, you're full of shit. But I'll, I'll say something. And this is true. I went up to him and um, he uh, was pretty drunk and he grabbed my, I just had an ear piercing and he grabbed my ear and I thought, oh, what's he going to fucking do? And he just rolled gently around my ear, didn't, didn't hurt me or anything. And then laughed and he says, and he says, oh, that's, that looks cool, man. I said, yeah, but I'm getting a lot of shit from the high school headmaster. He's giving me the rules. Dirty deeds. Exactly. And that album came out the next year. <laughs> oh, shit. No maybe, maybe, way. maybe, maybe. So, so for people at home, that's that's a that's a reference to a lyric from 
one of my favourite yeah, he's me the rules. That he he's giving me the shit. shits you know that's fucking that's crazy true story that's a great story that's fucking brilliant and also that's so cool and also I, you, I, want, I knew I Rosie as well bit, I knew yeah, Rosie yeah yeah, 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 yeah you knew yeah, yeah. you knew Rosie from whole lot of Rosie yeah, yeah, one yeah, yeah. other my other favourite ACDC songs uh, yeah 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 pity I fucked it up that night when I played it with you but anyway it's all good <laughs> <laughs> It was fucking great. We'll do it again. Yeah. We'll anyway, it again. the last bit of the story. Last bit of the story, right? Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry, right? no, sorry. No, 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 yeah, no. It's yeah. okay. It's the end of the night. They've got all their fucking beer bottles and everything thrown into green plastic garbage bins, right? So they had to load them out themselves. They had a beat up old Falcon station wagon they obviously borrowed from somebody because they couldn't probably pay for a hire car. This is where they were at these days. And they loaded their rubbish into the back of the thing. And then, then they all squeeze into the back and in the front of the van and see you guys, see you guys, and off they drove. You know? So they weren't yeah. rock stars, you know, at the beginning. Man. Absolutely not. Man. I'd, <laughs> so for, for people at home, like that era of ACDC, like kind of mm. uh, mid, to, mid to late 70s, you know, you know, through to 1980, like I love, there's, there's people break it up into two eras, the Bon Scott era and, and the Brian Johnson era. And, I, and the Brian Johnson era is brilliant. I love, I love it. But for me, yeah. it's all fucking, oh, the Bon Scott era is just fucking best. Well, for you- me, that was like, if if I could be at any of any shows in, in time, it would be at those kind of ACDC ones of Bond because he's just amazing. Well, you do have Bond Scott influences. I noticed that with your performance. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And, a little bit, yeah. And the darkness, definitely. the darkness as well. Yeah, there's definitely a bit of yeah, that, yeah. yeah, I think. That was a big influence on me in 2003 was, I think... Um, was That that was like really what made you st- want me to play kind of electric guitar, Nick, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean... Obviously, growing up on your dad's record collection is all well and good. There's a lot of great stuff there. But as a sort of like 12-year-old kid, you sort of would quite like a band that sort of uh, gave you the same sort of feeling, but was a different, more modern, aggressive kind of music in some yeah. ways. And I remember when their album came out in 2003, I remember I was just started secondary school. Amazing. And, um, it just blew my mind because I went, that's how a band should look. And it can be mine. It's not my dad's. It's it's current. It's happening right now. Do you know what I mean? And that's what's so exciting about it, was they had all the best bits from the sort of glory days, but then they had this new sort of mm. very aggressive in some ways, and they could do everything. You know, there's obviously a lot of classic influences in there, but they'd made it their own, and it was very unique and exciting mm. for me. And a good sense of humour as well, yeah, which, which is yeah, very me good. is really a lot important. Of the time. So and you got to have fun with it. That'll stick with you for the rest of your life, you know, especially in those formative years. And that's why with ACDC, with my formative years, it, it'll stick with you. And that's a good thing because that c- puts you on a path and, and, and keep on that fucking path. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it certainly, it, even when you listen back to those sort of, like obviously like the ACDC records, like I think that's probably the first thing my dad ever played me when I was like nine months old and he said I was like bouncing up and down on it, not even being able to stand up, but I was sort of like, Gripped hold of the sofa and was just like bouncing up and down to if you want blood, you got it. The live album, and hmm. I think the, da- the damage. Oh, I thought you were talking then, about the darkness, yeah. man. I thought you were talking about the darkness. Oh, I was. But uh, oh, I fucked that. I fucked that right up. ACDC is also the same thing. Like it, like after the darkness, I was then like, oh, okay, what other like I need to go backwards, and then I came across like you know ACDC and all that sort of stuff, and. Yeah, that's when I suddenly was like, "Whoa, okay, this is what I want to do." Yeah, same deal, man. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter mm. if it's, you know, 
30 years later or whatever whatever it was it was still as ACDC still is like as important timeless. to me as timeless. any of those yeah. other bands yeah. like I still play their records like on a weekly basis and stuff yeah. and it's just amazing music for me it's, mm. it's inspirational it's not like I want to play like that anymore there certainly was a point when I was younger where I definitely wanted to sort of have those sort of riffs I've moved on now but it's still such a you know it gets your foot mm. tapping it gets you know your blood pumping around you it sounds like a corny thing but that's the effect it has on me still yeah. which is yeah. just lovely really that's the basic form a formation of your style so yeah of course you move on you you continue moving on you know that's the way it is yeah, yeah. are there any, are there any bands that you like listening to these days rob that are like new bands or or is it like malcolm young where he's still likes the who the best then there, yeah. then, then there was silence. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Yeah, mate. Fucking you Aww, guys, man. That's very cute, mate. You guys, you rock. Too nice. Hey, I always wear your T-shirts as much as I can when they still fit. You know. I'm sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fine. know, a bit You'll of COVID, right. COVID, a few COVID pounds, mate. But anyway, I'll get rid of them. That's uh, all right. We've all, we've all done a bit of that, I think. Well, certainly me. Have, yeah. you, got any, have you got any top tips for... Aspiring musicians or guitar players, Rob, that you know, maybe if someone had said that to you when you were a bit younger, that would have been helpful. Yeah, give up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. What, what I'm keeps joking. you going, Rob? Seriously, what what keeps you going, Rob? Because like, you've, no you've been fucking doing it. I've got it. no fucking choice, mate. What 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 better <laughs> what better uh, incentive is that? Ah, uh, no, exactly. I love it. Come on, guys, I love it. I love it. Um. Um, that's all I know now. I mean, I've done lots of things in the past, but that's basically all I know now. But I, no, no. It, it, uh, what I would say is just stick to your guns, man. Stick to what you believe in. Stick to what mm. you do. And, you know, you're going to have to swerve here and there, but uh, basically if somebody wants to change who you are, what, what you do and whatever, fuck off, you know. Simple as that. Mm. Fuck off. Stick to, your, to, to you, your own beliefs because your beliefs are just as good as theirs. That's it. There we go. I think that I think that sums it all up pretty well. Actually, that's pretty great. Have you got any alcoholic drinks that you'd uh, oh. recommend or avoid? Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. What's what's the what's what's the drinking for this podcast today? When people are listening, at home, I'm drinking a nice. <laughs> I'm drinking a nice Merlot, um, mm. a Bordeaux Merlot. I fuck knows what it's a got a cheap label. I don't know what it is. It's out there in the kitchen anyway. But it's a bit of Merlot. But I I I gave up wine. For almost, uh, you're not going to, you're going to be disgusted at me. For almost nine mu- uh, n- uh, eight eight months, I've only just started really? drinking okay. wine again. No, I got a taste for beer, which is uh, no way. No, I'm not joking. January, You've been a red wine guy. I know. The I whole time I know. I know. I, I got a taste for beer because it was, uh, I was, I was, it was cheap. It's cheap yeah, here. Not? It was cheap here. So anyway, I started drinking beer, and I got a real taste for the shit. So, but then I thought, no, I'm knocking too much of this stuff back, and I'll co- consequently the belly's getting bigger, so I'm back on wine again. And I tell you what, yeah, I'm so enough. sorry. I made such a stupid mistake. Well, you know, well, you're I still mean, learning you get, life. You you're still you get learning one. life, man. I know Nate's <laughs> got to look at disgust on him at the moment. I can see it. Sorry, you were going back on the Chinese whiskey or something like that. Oh no, 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 no! Those you've played gone, in China. You've played in China, haven't you? Yeah, we did. You played all over, haven't you? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, I haven't played in the states. That's it. Really? <laughs> I don't want. It's overrated. 
<laughs> you're probably banned now. You're probably banned now anyway. After your, yeah, they uh, banned me anyway. Yeah, a certain musical. Oh yeah, actually, I do. I do. I want to. I want to talk about what? this. Yeah, yeah. What? So you you released uh, Fat Orange Man, yeah. Um, yeah. which was uh, some might call it a kind of satirical, politically aware, you know, nuanced. Uh, you know, it's got all of that in it. I love it. And and you you only today got out of Facebook jail, didn't you? Well, I got into Facebook jail in the last hundred days. I've had uh, ninety days Facebook jail. Yeah, not for no, not because of the Trump thing, but of, of a certain Amer- no. American guitarist that I called him a cunt. And well, anyway, didn't go down too good. Oh, he shouldn't be such a cunt, then, yeah. should he? Uh, anyway. <laughs> Anyway. Well, I, called him, I called, called him an annoying fucking mosquito or something, which it didn't deserve another thirty-day ban. But I got it. I no. slapped. I, I, look, I'll, I'll cop it on the chin, mate. I'll cop it on the chin. I actually do have another question, uh, uh, but I don't know if it's too relevant. But we'll see yeah, how we go. Okay, um, go. You've done this kind of like a, a solo guy, you know, and you, you get a band in the UK. You know, you get Mike and uh, Mike and Gaz, who yeah. me and Nate know a bit. Yeah. Um, and you have another band, I believe, in 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 Europe. And I assume when you go in somewhere else you either have another band or you bring them with you yeah um but you know if, if you had a different experience in the um when you were with the outlaws being a unit i mean i don't know what it was like in the outlaws because i never really asked you about it but is it different to you being like a unit to being like a solo artist good question that's a really fucking good question and yes it is there is a difference but over the years when you played with the guys so many times it feels like a unit when you first start mm. playing with guys uh yeah it's it's an odd feeling it's an odd feeling like uh um but you you know i've, I've been lucky i play with great players and all that and i always say to the yeah. guys I always say to the guys play whatever the fuck you want just make sure we get the stops and starts right in the ending sort of sort of okay and job done you know but after yeah. after they know it and all that, but that's a really that's a really poignant question, and it's I personally would rather have um, if I was in the position to have uh, my own band, you know, permanently. Yeah, that's a different. Yeah. It's a slightly different vibe, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's true. There's certain things you can do yeah. when when you're when you're in one group. Like, but me, the thing is that me and Nathan um, and, and Luke as well, have, we've been one unit for basically the whole of our adult lives, you know. Um, yeah. Luke, Luke joined us, I think he was in his mid-20s or early no, 20s when he, he joined 21. us. Yeah, old 21. Bloody hell. <laughs> it's been a while, right? But um, yeah, <laughs> well, so might, me and Nathan have always been together. Actually. I can't remember. He's been in the band like eight years now, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like we, um, you know, I've done a little bit of jamming with people at uni and stuff, but really it's always been about, you know, us doing our thing and that's so, and that's but i'm, I'm you know that's a that's a really fucking positive thing cole and if you can continue to do that and do it by all means mm. really seriously yeah yep. never been a problem it's only ever been, we've always i what one of the weird things i've noticed um if you don't mind me rabbiting on but um <clears throat> you know i read a lot about you know different personalities and people not getting on and writing partnerships and people you know putting each other's hair and shit and the weird thing with me and Nath is that we've always had a kind of similar outlook. And even when it's been changing, we've usually agreed, like we've usually reached, like we found that recently in the last couple of years, haven't we, Nath? Like, yeah. like when we're trying to do different things, we, we generally like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do as well. Even as we evolve and grow, which I think is really, really fucking positive. I assume it's really rare, to be honest. Well, well that's how, I mean, really, that's that's the tradition of a band is, is you grow together. Um, I'm like mm. fucking. I'm, I'm doing like a Chuck Berry now, you know. Like, watch my left foot and mm. hope it works out okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, no worries. Anyway, I think fucking I think pleasure. we're good here. I think we're good. A- um, so, um, 
you've 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 all you've all heard Nath before. I talk about it all the time. Um, Rob, is there anything? Uh, do you want us to go to a website or anywhere where we can buy your stuff? Uh, yes, yeah, or just look out for you at gigs. Y- y- yes, you can look out for me at gigs, but uh, Rob, yeah, do that. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, Rob, <laughs> <laughs> Robtog dot uh, com. Okay, I'll tell you what, guys. Next time, if you're listening from the UK, we weirdly have quite a few people in Ireland. So if you ever want a gig in Ireland, we we have quite a big listenership in Ireland. Don't know why that is, but um, if you ever see Rob Tog on a poster, he plays. I mean, I you'll, you'll likely see us playing with him in Oxford at some point. But um, go check out Rob um, RobTog.com. Yeah, yep, that's it. And he's the fucking best guitarist you'll ever see. And uh, and if you disagree, you're wrong. So fuck you. I disagree. And uh, there we go. Fuck you, well, fuck you Rob. <laughs> <laughs> right, cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Thank you. All right, Rob. Long fun, mate. Tech, that was great. Fucking great. Yeah. I'll hit the stop. Fuck. Okay. Finally, they shut up. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Um, I did listen to the the interview, and I think it was really sweet. And I think I just loved how, like, the love between the three of you. Yeah. It's just palpable. And I, I intentionally don't say guy love or bromance because I don't think that you need to justify male affection. Yeah, exactly. But there there was real love in the room. You were all just, you guys with Rob were like, oh my God, when you did this thing, oh my gosh. And that was so inspirational. Yeah, well, and, uh, but then he's like, you guys, you do such a good job. I can't do his voice. I'm sorry. Um, but he was also really lovely. You guys towards... are fucking great. I love that you do that. You've got great songs. You're fucking there good, it is. There That's we go. That's so good. I've that got a little really bit of a cold, impressive. so it's a tiny bit lower. Yeah. So it's all right. Um, um, but yeah, the affection between you was just adorable. Yeah, it's, it's, Rob's also like a genuinely really cool guy. Um, so I think for me and Nath, because you know we've known him for maybe I don't know five years, um, and uh, you know it, it, it's it's nice for us to see someone who's from the old guard, as yeah. it were, and also that he's genuinely like he's he's you know naughty and cheeky and and, and a blast in the way that 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 people should be but also he is respectful of women and things like this okay mm. like like for instance we talked about penny in uh, the interview it might be in the first part of the interview maybe in the second part but uh our friend penny who's this amazing promoter in oxford oh and yeah you do and, i remember and, that and, and uh the three of you, you know, we all have such a, a wonderful friendship with her and she's so nice um and you know rob particularly gets on with her and um it's just fucking great. Like, like it's really cool to to have someone uh, that you can bond with uh, in the industry because it's quite rare to do that. Um, a lot of bands are quite standoffish from each other, so it was always good for us. And I did. Um, we we got to talk about some of the kind of nerdier gear stuff and guitar stuff aspects that that I, I wouldn't be able to talk about with you usually because you know we have a certain level of in depth knowledge about that. Oh, I know. But you know, uh, it's really cool to do that. Um, That's and, like me trying um, to chat to you about jetes. Exactly. I have no idea what that word means. The dance but move. It's, it's like it's a type of, it's, Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> The flossing, the no, that thing, no. so the the yeah the the macarena. But basically, <laughs> basically, you know, it's one of the strengths of of doing a podcast that where where we have two distinct interests and then we bring on guests is that you can bring on a more theatre heavy person and then you can chat about things that I do I have I fucking no idea what you're on about. But I can talk about you know um, humbuckers and and what you can do to guitars to to change the sound and and amps and things like that and and famous guitarists um and um we we did touch on um you said to me earlier before we deleted but ha- about how 
He got accused of being an Angus Young fan. I was going to bring this up, yes, because I really, so he got he really easily got accused of basically just being another version of Angus, Angus Young, Young from, from ACDC. ACDC yeah. And it just it just it doesn't shock me, but it exhausts me how difficult it has become for people to just be valued for their creativity. Yeah. There's why do you have to prove that you are so different from everyone? Like that doesn't mean you're not original. Like if mm. it, even if you are heavily influenced by people, which I don't necessarily think Rob was, but even if you are, you have still made your version mm. of that music. Like a good example, I know that a lot of people, the elitists, shit on it. But do you remember that kid rock song that used Sweet Home Alabama? And he yeah, used yeah, the yeah. Sweet Home Alabama riff. But he still wrote an entirely different song. You don't have to like that mm. song, but just... And do you see my point? The song was like, about him enjoying that song as yeah, well. Yeah, but he still wrote lyrics and a tune he just used the riff thing, yeah. like he i think that we need to, it's i think it's because of just how much art has been created and how quick people are to go oh that's like this or that reminds me and hmm. i don't think it needs to be that big a deal and and we discussed like if, if you if you with a knowledge of guitarists so i i said a number of different names during the interview and he said some names we talked about paul kossoff of free and Richie Blackmore of Deep Purple, uh, particularly. We also talked about Jimi Hendrix and Chippy Page, but those two I, I want to bring up, but because Paul Kossoff of, of, of the band Free um, is a really tasteful, really restrained guitarist, whereas Richie Blackmore is very technical, kind of started the neoclassical movement in, in guitarists that kind of occurred during the 70s to late 70s um, into the 80s and, and kicked off people like Ying Van Malmsteen and, and, you know, later people like, you know, Van Halen. Um, oh, he was early in Malmsteen, but you know what I mean? Um like those are two totally separate guitarists, but having seen Rob so many times, I can tell you that I can hear their influence. He's not copying them by no means, but their influence is certainly in there. And, and you know, Angus Young basically is a brilliant Rocky blues guitarist with amazing vibrato. And there's quite a lot of people who are those things who sound mm. completely different from each other. And really Rob sounds like Rob to me. Yeah. Um, I can hear it all in there, but in the same way that if I listen to Van Halen, I can hear Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, you know, absolutely. like it's it's absolutely. it's all it's all in there. I can hear Jimmy Page and Jimi Hendrix and all that stuff. You know, in 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 loads of different guitarists. I don't know if you've heard this, but there is quite a popular song out at the moment called "Good for You" by Olivia yeah, Rodrigo, yeah. and a load of people on the internet <laughs> are all going like, "Um, that's really similar to Misery Business" by yeah, Paramore, yeah. and it's like. Having a similar chord progression doesn't make yeah. it plagiarism. Exactly. But, like you would have to genuinely be like a tribute band or just straight up plagiarizing to not yeah. be original. Just because go on, sorry. It, it's really not fair. So so um we've talked about how there are only so many kind of really palatable chord progressions. Yes. We've talked in previous episodes about how um we've talked about Pashel Bell's Canon, about how um, yeah, there's the like those four chords, yeah. the four chord song stuff. So yeah, do you know what? They're using a really popular chord sequence and they're writing an aggressive song about a breakup. And right? she happens and to so... be a teenage girl with a slightly pop punky voice. Yeah. And everyone's and like, it's oh, just frustrating. there can only be one. It's there can like, only be one. Off. Oh my days. Just irritating. <laughs> you know, um, and Good For You is a is a really good song. It is it's a really, a really good, song. good song. And guess what? She's she's written loads of great stuff. It is uh, I'm fucking happy that, that she's around, you know. And she still wrote it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like like you can't you Great can't lyrics. undermine someone's work when it's like, but you didn't write it. 
She, like she still came up with lyrics and a tune and an, an idea. No, you and, can't write a it, hook that fucking good. And it's <laughs> like, well, I mean? she still made it her own and did it her way, and that is worth celebrating. Yeah, and yeah, I think it her. comes. You've said this before. This whole <laughs> thing about when people go, I know that she's not quite rock. I, I would maybe pop punk ish. Yeah, she's 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 clearly a pop artist who's dabbling in a bit of rocky stuff she, or which a little is very bit of rock acceptable and allowed and inspiration exactly like ha, we're ha, talking ha. about um but you know like we've said this before like it, people need to stop saying things like a female-led rock band and stuff it's like just yeah call it a fucking, fucking rock shit. band so just because Hayley williams was so big and also misery business came out like 15 years ago so check yourselves guys but just check because yourself just because that song yourself. was so big 15 years ago doesn't mean that nothing is allowed to be in any way comparable exactly. to it it's just fucking dumb um and i think it's a great song and i and it's 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 really not like she it's okay so there's there's examples where people have directly ripped stuff okay yes there that's are. not what's happening that's not here what's this happening is a completely unique song of itself but it, it follows a similar chord progression and has like a, a lot of angry powerful attitude in it you know what i mean i looked up a a few of her other songs and they're actually really quite beautiful there's one she's called a, she's traitor. a great songwriter you listen to traitor i haven't no oh my god it's heartbreaking it's a breakup song but the again it's got us it's the idea that you didn't cheat on me but you got together with this other girl so quickly that it yeah. makes me question everything and it says you didn't cheat but you're still a traitor and it's like oh love... there's this wonderful trope uh this is not critical of her at all yeah there's this wonderful trope is that Oh man, if if you if you like have a really bad breakup with a woman in, who's a great musician in like her early twenties, yeah, good luck. Then you're kind of fucked because there's definitely going to be an album about you, like Adele, you know, Taylor Swift. Oh like there's, there's lots of examples of this happening. Didn't Adele have like a really big breakup? And I was just like, fuck me, she sorted out for like two albums. She's she'll be she'll be fine, you know. Right. So, do you know the comedian? American guy called Pete Davidson. He does a lot for Saturday Night Live. He's done um, a little indie movie recently. He not familiar. He briefly dated Ariana Grande, right? And uh, she straight up has a song called Pete Davidson. Shit. Like just shamelessly, shit. like this is about you, dickhead. Like, Did that happen? <laughs> Did that happen with Beyonce? I don't know if that happened. Oh, with Beyonce. With Beyonce yeah. So basically, the entire Lemonade album is a bit of a story about him betraying her kind of thing it's it's not it's not quite a fuck you like um taylor swift does it's more of a Uh i can't it's 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 a really tender album and it's very like i can't believe you did this you're supposed to be my husband you've really broken me and and it's also about finding a way to forgive him like it's it's very good and it took years and it didn't come yeah, out there's... for a long time and then when it did the world went nuts like i like i like that i see i haven't really listened to it i i like that because um it's a bit more of a mature effort so like um, yeah yeah because it's it's quite easy to just write an angry oh you broke up me song so so yeah. i'll be honest amber on on our next album there's a shit ton of stuff like to do with the big breakup i had yes um because this is the, the the first release after that, even though it's been a couple of years now. Um, but like, you know, I started writing songs during that relationship when That's it was falling fun. apart, mm-hmm. knowing that it was falling apart. Oof. Um, and, uh, mad like like there's some heavy shit that's coming <laughs> but also there's a lot uh, the, uh, do you know what? i want to take a moment because actually a lot of that album is going to be about optimism and about freedom and about um self-actualization and things like that one so, of my favorite um, albums is very yeah. similar in that it's 
It's by Frank Turner. And Frank Turner did Tape Deck Heart, which I think he wrote a little bit too close after a breakup because it is very Ooh. like, oh, woe is me. But then the album after that is the album that he started like finding that positivity and finding that like new that future and it's called positive songs for negative people and it's one of my favorite albums of all time lush but we have gone on quite a few tangents for one day yeah exactly <laughs> the main main thing is you should check out rob tonioni um, yes and i'm not i'm not i'm not joking so i realize that i i say big grandiose things like for instance nath is the sexiest man on the planet um i, I want to massage him with oils but uh you know and i say that in a jokey way even though it's true but but when I say that Rob Tognoni is genuinely one of my favourite guitarists and I think one of the best guitarists around, I mean that totally, honestly and wholeheartedly. Like, I'm I'm not joking. He's he, If you go and see him live, you'll think, holy fucking shit, this guy is really bloody good. Okay, you will think that and he's really cool and a nice guy. Check out www.robtog.com. Look up Rob Tognoni. He's the fucking best and he's cool as shit. Well, my voice is knackered because we've recorded this twice. So... Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening once again to Riffs and Scripts. My name is Carl Bryan. My name is Amber Sava. Please do, if you've got friends that work in music or in acting or in anything creative and or even who just like the industries and you think will enjoy all the shit that we talk, let them know about it. Give us comments. Give us um, likes and ratings and all and please that give stuff. give me hate mail. Hate I'm mail really is more than welcome. I haven't checked the emails this week, actually. You should do it. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll check them. Anyway. I um, hate that, Cole. If you want to find us online, you can do on Instagram, Riffs and Scripts Pod, on the Facebook group, etc., etc., etc. Make us Much look love. good, please. Thank exactly. you very much. <laughs> Otherwise, have a good week. All the love in the world. Bye-bye. Fuck, Cole, I deleted it. Oh, you cunt. I'm kidding. I would never do something so stupid. Yeah, that'd be fucking thick as pig shit, wouldn't it? <laughs> you don't have to say anything you don't want to on the podcast, but you're also welcome to say anything you do want to. Well, well I just did. <laughs> oh, you mean the guy's <laughs> name? Nah, I can't do Ted Nugent. I can't say Ted Nugent on this fucking podcast, can I? Oh, oh fuck off. I can't. I can't. Cool. I'm not going to say oh, Ted Nugent, man. man. No way. <laughs>